Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. A quick warning, there is some occasional coarse language, so if you are around sensitive ears or are easily offended, move along to another Steel Wars episode. This is not the podcast you are looking for. And, and which which movie is your favourite? Well, hmm. That's tough. I, I, I mean, like, because how do you separate one from the other? Emp- I think, objectively, Empire is the best one. That's, I, didn't, I didn't say the best one. That's not... Uh, well, I'll, I'm getting to that. My favourite... Ha- I, I love The Force Awakens, partly because I got to cover it so extensively from very early on. I got to reveal the character names after the um, first trailer. Didn't... All we saw was... The ball droid, the girl, <laughs> the desert girl, the black stormtrooper that people weren't sure is he. All we've ever seen are, is sort of like this. I mean, the whole stormtrooper uh, name comes from Nazis, mm. you know, and so they always seem like a white sort of uh, 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 monolithic organization homogenized and uh they had this sort of white supremacist thing i know that's controversial to say today but they really did seem to be like this this uh group that had nobody of any diversity in it and yet we saw the black stormtrooper and people like is he is he a rebel posing as a stormtrooper is he actually a stormtrooper who's uh running away from that life and uh and trying to escape and of course that's what it turned out to be but people didn't know or is this film getting released in 2015 (laughs) yes exactly so so i remember you know writing writing about figure revealing some of that information like he i remember jj telling us at the uh at the uh celebration panel no he's actually a stormtrooper who's who's uh who's turning away from that life uh and and so naturally just that being that close to it and knowing those people makes me I, I feel a specialness for The Force Awakens. Yeah, of course. What is your journey to becoming Star Wars beat reporter at Entertainment Weekly? I mean, I've been doing this job now since 2001. Not Star Wars beat reporter, but covering entertainment. And uh, before that, I was a general news reporter, and I covered the things that break during the day. Uh, plane crashes, wildfires... I covered some political protests for for a long time at the Associated Press. I, if there was a major protest, I was the guy in L.A. that they would send to it. And um, I like that work a lot, and I think it's really important for building a foundation for covering entertainment. That the, If you just love movies and you never actually learn how to report hard news, I think it's hard to do this job. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was sort of my journey, my professional journey to entertainment. And then it was just, gosh, now... 15 years of of covering movies and and television and and books and uh 
I, I covered a little bit of Star Wars when the prequels were out because I, I was really into it, still had a lot of affection for it, but I was not uh, senior enough to be the lead reporter on those movies. So I did a little bit, but um, uh, not, nothing like this now. It feels very good to have this job because I enjoy it so much. And, mm. and I would want somebody, if I weren't working here, I would want somebody who cared about it as much as I do to, to cover it and who cared about not just reporting it for the for the diehard fans who know a lot about it, but it's really important to me to introduce it to other people. You know, when I have moderated panels, sometimes I get a little criticism for interjecting things that I think are just necessary context for people who don't know the world as well. Like, you know, JJ mentioned, uh, um, Ralph McQuarrie at one point and his influence on the force awakens. And, and I said, yeah, Ralph McQuarrie, the, uh, you know, the legendary uh, concept artist for Star Wars who defined so much of the look. Just to slip that in there, because I know there were people watching that panel who didn't know wh- what the name Ralph McQuarrie meant. They were either young or they're just discovering it or they're just coming back to it. And sometimes I'll get like, oh, this guy doesn't think we know who Ralph... No, I know you know who Ralph McQuarrie is. I'm just trying to bring in... I'm not trying to mansplain or Star Wars explain things to people. Bresnesplain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to... I appreciate it when there's something that I don't know when there's a, a little bit of context for that. So, you know, I have, as I mentioned, I have two little kids and they both love Star Wars and they didn't really have a choice in that, but, <laughs> they, <laughs> but their affection is genuine. I have a friend who's a, he, he has a daughter who's a similar age to mine and he goes, do they really love it or do they love it because we've pushed it on them? I'm like, Jason, my daughter will gets really upset if she doesn't have something Star Wars to wear to school. If it's if all of her Star Wars shirts are dirty or Star Wars her R two D two dresses in the hamper, she wants to wear it. Like so I think they really love it. And I think that's because it takes people I'm not one of these fans who doesn't like the band when they become popular. I want more people to love the thing I love. So um well, that's a very ironic thing to do if it's about Star Wars. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> well it's the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, so it's, it's not it's, it's not it's, an indie band. It's like no. it's big. Deal with it. But you know how how I hate to use the word geeks because it feels like a slur, but like, you know, the geek world, it's kind of they run the world now. Nerd mm-hmm. culture is dominant mainstream culture. But there is this feeling sometimes among some fans, like that if you're not a true fan, if you haven't loved it for thirty years, that you're not welcome in the fandom. And I don't think that's true. I, I cover Marvel movies as well. And the movies have expanded the fan base for the comics in profound ways. And I have friends who've gone into comic shops and said, I liked Thor, the movie. Um, where, what should I start reading? And they get condescension from the guy running the shop. Oh, you're not a real fan. Oh, you just like Chris Hemsworth. You know, especially sometimes if it's a woman. Uh, this is oh, a friend of mine who's a woman went into a comic shop and said, I'd like to get some Thor comics. And she got kind of alienated and turned off by that i don't think that's what you do if you really love something i think you say come on in sit down have i got some thor comics for you (laughs) like yeah and uh and you bring welcome them into it well that's actually how this podcast started was because i listened to tons of star wars podcasts and i love Mm -hmm. them but my wife who loves star wars wouldn't listen to them because they're a bit minutiae heavy sort of thing yes so we try to you know it's a bit more of a broader you know, I might Bresner explain a few, you yes. know, a few things now and then. <laughs> Don't make that a thing, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. At Celebration, d- did you feel much pressure? Like you had to come out and they oh, said yeah. to 
you know, I still feel a little bit about yourself, but I'm sure there was, you know, there would have been those people in the audience just like going, this isn't the dude that played wicket. What, what's going on? Yeah. Why is he hosting? I was really honored to be asked, but I, and I, my impulse was to say no, because I didn't want, I didn't want to fuck it up. I didn't want to uh, be the guy, the annoying dude who ran the, the Q and a, and the reason they asked me is because I had covered a, I, like I said, JJ reached out to me because he liked some of the stories I'd written, sort of personal essays about Star Wars. And he appreciated that I didn't report a lot of false rumors about the movies. And I reported some things they that I knew to be true that were secret. But as long as it's not false, I find most filmmakers, you know, they're okay with that. That's fair game. Mm-hmm. You report some casting news or you report a project in development that we had under wraps. It's fair game, as long as it's true. If you start trading in untruths, then they just don't want to be around you. But um, he, he reached out and said, We're, we have the trailer out. We're going to put out these tops trading cards and reveal some of the character names. Would you be interested in doing it? We like this thing you wrote about your grandmother and your brother. And um, I was so delighted to do that. And that was my first really big Force Awakens story. And then uh, a couple months later, they, they were going to do this panel and they asked me to do it. And I think they wanted me to do it because they wanted a journalist who would ask a lot of questions that they weren't ready to answer. <laughs> and, uh, and that's really what the process was like the night before we walked through what the studio had in mind for questions. And I changed a lot of them and proposed some of my own and, and many of them, they weren't ready to answer. They just, these were topics that were still under wraps, but some of them they did answer, including just things like, is this stormtrooper a runaway? Is he a wall? Or is he in disguise? And things like that that they thought people understood that they really didn't. So I was sort of the one saying, no, there are, here are the questions the fans want. And pushing them to address certain things. And they were great about it. I thought, I thought a lot of information came out of that panel. So I was very nervous about it. But then when I realized, oh, they want me because they want to know the kinds of things I want to know. Even if I find out the night before I'm not getting answers to 80% of those questions. <laughs> I did get 20, 30% of those questions in and um and i was really scared yeah no and when i watch that video again which isn't very often but if it ever pops up when i come out and i'm doing my little introduction i can feel the audience wants the trailer and i can't say you're getting the trailer in an hour we've got some pictures and some droids and a real bb8 is real everybody he's a real thing like that that's gonna blow your mind I can't say what we have coming up, but I could feel them saying, like, who is this guy? Get him off the stage. Like, bring us the trailer. And, and, um, and I, uh, I, w- I want to tell myself to slow down, <laughs> <laughs> to shorten that little story about going to see Empire and thinking it was a real window into an alien world and then get to JJ and Kathy. But, um, but I was super nervous about it. I hope it was fun for people. It was a lot of fun for me by the end. And, uh, I like to think that ever since then, I haven't done anything like that on a big stage uh, since that time, but I like to think the stories are the same ways. Here's what I've found out for you. Let's share it together and let's jump up and down and squee over this movie that's coming out. Do you have in like your memory just like a magic moment from that panel where you're just like, oh, because like, you've got maybe like 5,000 people in the audience. Yeah. I almost forgot to bring BB-8 out. Like we brought out, we had the two guys who did the droids, who did the the astromech droids, the, and we bring out R two D two, and I got a little nervous after R two D two came out, and then I was ready to move on. Like 
the job was to thank those guys and let them leave the stage and then bring on the actors, Daisy, uh, John, and um, Oscar. And I was ready to do that. And Kathy's like, don't forget BB-8. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, and we also have another droid for you. And BB-8 was, I feel like that was the best part yeah. of the thing. We also have the most unbelievable thing ever. Well, that was, I was in Australia because it was during Comedy mm-hmm. Festival. And I was watching it very late at night. And when he rolled out, that was five-year-old kid again. Like, I couldn't believe that he was real. That he existed. Yeah. Like, that was. Or you expect him to have, like. Uh, uh, like a little slit down his middle that this head on a stick is rolling around on. It, but the fact that that head is actually just hovering around a, a complete sphere is... Yeah, and we're mesmeric. so used to it now. But in that moment when it came out, and I remember saying to my wife, I was like, oh, you've got to watch this video. Like yeah. The droid comes out and she's just like, uh, yeah, whatever. And then she watches it and she goes, oh my God. <laughs> like it was... You know, we sort of take that for granted now. Do you think the way that... JJ was very mysterious about everything leading up to The Force Awakens and, and, you know, like Snoke. Do you think that, like, changed Star Wars fandom, like, made it a bit more, like, paranoia, where everything's like a, like a, t- it's a trick? Nothing is at face value. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that was a strategy that they had to employ because as much as I want to know everything there is to know, I'm sure you're the same way. I also do want the movie to surprise me. And so whenever I do these interviews with the filmmakers, I'm always feeling around in the dark a little bit, but also saying, like, I don't want to blow your surprise. I want to know what's not a surprise, what context we can do to set things up. Like, what can you reveal? And I remember one conversation I had with JJ. He said, well, Kylo Ren is not the name he was born with. It's the name he came to when he joined the Knights of Ren. And then I expected, I mean, I loved that detail because then, and I think JJ was very savvy in telling that to me because he didn't say he's Han Solo and Leia's child. He said he's not Kylo Ren. So he has another identity. And that identity is one that you know, there's a reason it's being hidden. It's to keep his um, his parentage a secret. Just like Ray's parentage is a secret that I hope will pay off in the future but that little secret started a lot of guessing and and got people interested and it didn't give away anything and I think if you give away too much the Star Wars fans will never be satisfied not not satisfied is the wrong word they'll never be sated they'll never be full they'll always have room for more Star Wars it's like Jello there's always room for Jello (laughs) there's always room for more Star Wars to hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As and shows like the Making Steel Wars show which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows which sometimes can be over an hour. 
And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys, as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash steel wars. And may that force be with you. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Apply. See site for details.